0: I'm going to talk briefly about nature's healing matrix. So if we look at dis-ease or disharmony, then we can't just look at our physical bodies. We have to take into account our, that we are metaphysical beings. We're complex, we're very complex beings. We may it may be very simple in one way, that we're spirit having a physical journey, but the actual being here is quite complex, and we're multifaceted and multidimensional. When we're working with people, when I'm working with people, we're taking that into account, that they're, that, they're, that they're multifaceted. If we just look at the different aspects of our being, so the larger doll represents the personality aspect of us, each and every one of us. No matter how much work we've done on ourselves, we still have a physical body. We still have emotions. doesn't mean we're emoting all the time, but we still have a feeling nature. And we have our mind and our thoughts. So the moment that we come into incarnation, we take physical form. Right? Whether we like it or not, we've got a physical body. And that, for want of a better word, we call call those... Parts of us, the physical body, the emotions, the mind, that's the part of us that takes things personally. That's why it's called the personality. <laughs> it takes things personally and for most people the personality is a problem because that's the part of us that has our fixed beliefs, our mind, we believe this or we don't believe that, we agree with that or we don't agree with that. Um, and that's the part of us that has our emotions. We get you know, upset, we get involved, we have karma dramas all the time. For most people, the personality aspect of them isn't their ally. It isn't the friend. It's my understanding that when that personality aspect of us is working well, then it is our greatest ally. Because that's the part of us that has to interface with the world. That's the part that spirit has to move through. Everybody's got their own unique interface, haven't they? And so it's using that so that it works for you. But as I said, for most people, that aspect of them is is a mess, is a seething kind of cauldron of conditioned beliefs. Conditioned beliefs, mindsets, attitudes, and emotional reactions, default settings, reactions. And you'll hear people say, Oh but well, that's just how I am. No.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: hear people say that? Mm-hmm. Oh that's just how I am. I'll oh, never jail. But you say, what I is that? Mm. Is that spirit I don't think so. So we understand right it's that part. With that part. Um, Our our tools from nature for assisting individuals at that part of of, of their being are the 36 flowers. So we have nature's healing matrix, so we have 36 flowers that address the 36 predispositions that we have. And they're called flowers of transformation, because remember we're not trying to get rid of, say, the energy of resentment. Trying to get rid of it. We're trying to transform it into its positive counterpart. Not trying to get rid of hate. Stamp out that hate, get rid of that hate. No, we're trying to transform it into its positive counterpart. If you can't add or take away. You're working with energy as it is. So we're transforming it. So that's why they're called flowers of transformation. And one of the things we're doing Um, shortly is is for you to have a look at the flower that resonates for you. We all come in good medicine to share, that if we're expressing that, and we each have our own particular good medicine that we share, but for most people they're not, there. we are putting bad medicine out there. So we're going to have a look later on at the good medicine, individual good medicine that you are naturally carrying. So that's the personality aspect of it. So just as an example, let's say, for instance, I just think of a, of a client that I had many years ago. She was unable to conceive. She couldn't conceive, desperately wanted to conceive, and there was nothing wrong with her physically. There was no reason. She was um, uh, what I call... A, uh, I don't, it's not about putting people in boxes, but we're talking the language of flowers. She was a poro-poro type. Which meant that she her personality type was prone to resentment. Her personality type was prone to resentment. She resented the fact that her mother had died early, she resented the fact that her father had married, she resented the fact that, you know, that, that, that the father had um, new children now, she resented lots of things, she resented the fact that she, you know, wasn't having the type of lifestyle she wanted because her husband wasn't earning enough. She resented, resented, resented. Her, So do you understand what I'm saying? That if that disharmonious energy is there, then then it sets up a disharmony within the being. And if that's sustained for any length of time, then that does translate to physical problems. And in her case, the the first indication of that was the inability to, to conceive, because holding on to those energies creates a blockage, so you haven't got a free flow of energy coming in. Um, into the being, and so I, I, I worked with her successfully, and she actually had twins, and one of the components that was in her blends, I worked with her for about six months, and she was a 35-year-old woman, I changed her blends as we went over that six months, but the one that always stayed in there was Poripoic, because that helped her to transform the negative quality, that, that predisposition each and every one of us will be predisposed to a certain negative expression. Um, we live in a you know, dualistic, um, we still have male, female, day, night, sun, moon, so we kind of set up for those polarities. So um, that's an example of, at, at that level of our being, the emotional, mental level, needing to be brought back into alignment Another way of putting it is getting back on the sacred path, you know, we go off the path and bring us back into alignment gently, just washing away, without us realising it, washing away that resentment, all of a sudden we feel better, so um, that's the flowers, 36 of them. The next aspect of us is our energy field, that um, we're not just our physical body, are we? we have metaphysical bodies. Our energy field has different layers, has different layers, it has seven different layers. And in Maori spirituality, ferns are known as the skin of the earth, they have a protective role. And so we have seven ferns that correspond to the seven layers of the energy field. So we know that if our physical skin gets damaged, cut, what happens? We leak energy, don't we? We leak blood. We'll bleed. And also, what else can happen? What else can happen? You can get infections. infection. Absolutely, you can get infections. infection. Absolutely. So we have, do you know how many layers of physical skin we have? Seven. Seven layers of physical skin. The skin has seven layers. We have seven layers in our metaphysical skin as well. And our metaphysical skin of our aura is just as prone to getting damaged, to getting cut, to getting affected by all sorts of things, particularly by loud noises, shock, trauma, And there are seven different types of trauma. Now, what most people don't know is that the energy field, our aura, is electromagnetic. And what that means is that anything that comes into it, we can't get out. It's electromagnetic, it's stuck there. So let's just say we had a trauma as a child, say, emotional abuse or sexual abuse. Now, anything, shock or trauma, is the free flow of energy no longer occurs. Something's stuck there. And because the aura is electromagnetic, it then attracts the same thing into the life. It can't not. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. And that's why, say, you've got a pattern of abusive relationships in the life. And you say, right, I'm never going to have a relationship like that again, ever. I'm so over people who treat me like dirt. And then what happens? So the aura is electromagnetic. It is holds memory. And so it will bring us more of the same. The um, tools the from nature that, that we have to assist uh, the, the cleansing of the trauma are our foods from our native, seven native foods and their job is to, the Waituti that's recorded that, memory, is cleaned and washed and restores it to the pristine condition. So our energy field, and that's why, you know, you'll see people who may be eating well, they may be eating well, they might be doing all the right things, but they're tired all the time. Usually got leaks, holes in their energy field, and so they're not bleeding physical blood, but they're actually leaking energy. And that's why you hear that some... You heard the term, oh, she's been skinned Because everybody's aura is different. Some people's auras are very permeable and very, very thin. And they need assistance to have it... Feel. We need a robust aura. We need a robust ro- robust energy field. So we can stay in our own... Stay in our own um, have our own sense of um, sacred space. Because we live in a sea of energy, we live in a sea of energy, and mass consciousness, mass consciousness, often hasn't done much on its state of consciousness. So the waters are dirty, and that's no judgment. It's just how it is. Part of uh, taking responsibility for one's journey is how do how do we look after ourselves metaphysically in a sea of, of mass consciousness that may not be doing anything. Um, we can't lock ourselves away. We have to this is the age of Aquarius where we're not going to make we're no longer able to make spiritual progress by going into an ashram or a monastery. Because that belonged to the Piscean age and it was the path for them. The the spiritual progress is made in this two thousand year cycle by a foot in both worlds. We're learning how to juggle our finances and keep our spiritual connectedness out there in the world, we're learning how to do that. It's a real learning, it's not easy. Paying mortgage, children, all of those things, they have to be juggled. So our aura takes the full brunt of our engagement out there in the world, and um, it needs a lot of assistance and help. Um, Just as we look after our skin, so, to our metaphysical skin. Another part of our metaphysical makeup is our chakras, our energy centers, which, once again, really, really important because, as I'm sure you all know, chakras are gateways, they're doorways that chi or life force comes in. Chi or life force or planet comes in, and each chakra is associated with body organs. So if chi or life force is not coming into the chakras, then it's going to directly affect the corresponding body organ. So sacral chakra. If that layer of the energy field, the aura is clogged up, and chi or life force can't come into us, into any chakra, let's just use the sacral chakra as an example. Or if the sacral chakra is clogged up or out of balance, and chi or life force can't come in, then it is only a matter of time before there's some um, reproductive physical issues that occur because she or life falls, the energy can't, can't get in. So uh, the chakras needing to be maintained in, in really pristine condition because they are they are that gateway, they are that doorway that energy passes in and out. Our chakras can get out of balance for many, many, many different reasons and they can get clogged up, you know, with the debris. So you know, we have something trauma happen at any description or events happen, impact directly on the chakras. The gifts from nature are the seven tree essences. In matter spirituality the word for tree is raka, so R A K A U. So, ordinary meaning means tree, but sacred meaning means ra means the tree is channeling energy from source, ra. Ka means to energize, and u means the earth and our physical body. So, in other words, the sacred meaning of the native trees of this land means, tells us what we're here to do. They have a divine role. They have a divine purpose. Just like we looked at the ferns, they're known as the skin of the earth to protect the earth. Same with us, we are the earth. How no, we're no different. I am the earth. And the ferns protect me. The trees, their job is to channel the energy from source to energize me it's our seven trees it's his mighty lords of the forest that have stepped forth with those healing gifts the next part of our physical makeup a little, using this model here to understand how, how beautiful we are um, corresponds to our DNA and so that's the divine spark in us in Maori spirituality the word wairu means two waters. And so, in Lari spirituality, the understanding is that when we're born, when we're born, we draw we draw breath, and we come in when we draw breath. That's the Wairua. We're inspirited. No, spirits in us because breath, spirit. So the moment we draw breath, and the Wairua is present, we have two waters coming in, two streams of energy. Because Wairua means two waters, two streams. One stream is the things that we've inherited from our bloodline, from our family, that are in our DNA. So whether it be we might have come in, a family that's always cheerful, we might have come into a family that there's alcoholism, or there's health problems, or we each come in and that stream of energy from the ancestors comes into us. The other stream that comes into us is that each and every one of us, as a soul, has lived before. So we come in, we bring in all the gifts. It's our our true inheritance, you see. This is our inheritance. I'm not talking about money or houses. (laughs) It's a true inheritance. What have we inherited from our family line? And what is the inheritance that we've actually created for ourselves that was in the bank when we came in. So, those two things. So understanding that the master patterns that we have, each and every one of us had, which inevitably have been affected by those two streams, by what we've done, things that have come down the family line. So the seed essences, we have twelve seed essences, there are twelve master patterns for living. And the twelve seed essences help to seed back in a way of living on the planet that we may have forgotten or that our ancestors have forgotten and we're going to correct that. For instance, if we look at ni-kau palm, which is the second seed essence, and palm, corresponds to the right use of one's emotions and one's sexual energy, so somewhere along the way we might have forgotten that. So the sacredness of all life, as the seed essences, um, help us to seed back in how to, the, the sacredness of all life. So yes, our is sacredness of our sexuality, the sacredness of the use of our our, our emotional energy. It's part of our makeup, our DNA, our papa, our, our inheritance. Um, and also what we're going to leave behind. Because as we know, the only thing we can really take with us is the state of our consciousness. So the last one there, is understanding that okay, we have a personality, you know, that we use to engage with, with, with life, and if we're kind of able to put some good medicine out there, um, we have our energy field, we have chakras, we have DNA, and then we also have a soul. Each one of us is a soul having a journey, and it's my understanding that the soul is that part of us that's here to learn and grow and evolve, and we can only do that through the experiences that we have on the physical plane. So the soul, the part of us that's here to evolve and, and grow through the experiences that we have, is distinct from the spirit aspect of us. So sometimes a lot of people get confused with soul spirit. So soul in Māori is the māori, it's the māori, the, um, the life force of the soul. So, the soul, each one of us is a soul on a journey, and each one of us has lessons to learn. There are actually 22 archetypal soul lessons that, regardless of race, creed, culture, we'll all have to go through. And it's those things that we can get stuck in soul lessons and keep coming back in. So one soul lesson, for instance, is, um, that corresponds to our plant essence, faux. It's number 75, foe, And foe helps us with the soul lesson of death or endings So each and every one of us will have to experience death, whether it's of a loved one, of an animal, of a relationship, of a way of life each one of us will experience death. And for a lot of people, they get stuck with that one. I had a client once that I worked with, and she was a 66 year old woman. And she had never lived her life. This is her own word, she never lived her life, she never had a boyfriend, she never married, she never had children, she had never lived her life. Some part of her was stuck. Her mother died when she was two, and she just couldn't get over. It. She didn't want to form any connections with anyone in case it ended. So that soul had not was still in that classroom. You see, come back in and go in the same classroom. So worked with her so beautifully with, um, with number seventy five foe, and she'd never had a job or anything. She'd never she'd never done anything just not, not wanting to engage with life, and um, the last I heard from her, she had, she had volunteered to do um, volunteer work, so she was engaging with life and forming connections with people. So the point being that the soul, here to learn, evolve and grow, learning certain skills. You might say, what's the language out there? Skill sets. The soul learns. Um, I'll give you another example number 66, which is our flower essence, our plant essence, called Rangi Aura. And Rangi Aura corresponds to the soul lesson of using one's yang energy. That regardless of gender, we have yin and yang within us. It's my experience with working with people over the years that a lot of women have difficulty Using the yang energy, and that inevitably you know, that translates to problems in the life one way or another. But, and I'll give you an example because once again, it's, I can only sort of share from my own experience. So, I've lost track of the number of times that I've worked with women whose relationship may have ended. You know, the husband's walked out, or, or slept with the secretary, or. Whatever it may be, and you know, leaving the wife and the children, you know, wanting to take the house or want, not wanting to, to divide things up or whatever it may be, and the woman saying, "Oh, he really loves me. He'll do the right thing by me and the children. He'll do the right thing by me and the children." Of course, nine times out of ten, he hasn't. He won't do the right thing, and so the woman's stuck in the yang, yin mode, you know, the yin mode, yeah. mm-hmm. and not wanting to, to get up there and say. Look, sunshine. I've had enough, you know, uh, and really take up that yang space and and have the attitude. Oh, it'll sort itself out. Mm. No, not if she's learning raniwa, because we all will have to learn that at some stage in our journey. How to step up, step out, and make that stand and push and shove. And, and I'm not saying be aggressive or assertive. I'm I'm not saying be aggressive, I'm saying stand our ground to go after what we want. So, yeah, we can be stuck. So the soul has lessons and learnings. And I've just given you two classic ones that are the same for all of us. And so we have 22 plant essences that assist us. I'll give you one more for the the plants. Another one is kawamu. And that's the soul lesson of realising... That we have everything we need within us right here, right now. tomorrow, not next week. That whatever situation we've been given to deal with, we have the ability to deal with that. And most people don't, haven't learned that lesson. And so that's currently what helps us to remember that we have everything that we need within us right here, right now. Another one, fragrant fern is is our direct link to spirit, you know that we have a direct link. How, and to remember that that connection. So that's just some of the that's what I call nature's healing matrix that reflects the the, the way that ill health or disease or disharmony is reflected in the being that we have our tools from nature that um, have come in to assist us at this time.